Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. If you never come back, simmer down on location and the close-up. And together we are Sarah Sky, author of the best-selling Sips and Strokes and newly released Vibes and Feels. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes you may have. So today we're going to chat about everything that goes into creating our beautiful romance book covers. It's a super fun process, but it's also a lot more complicated than I think a lot of people realize. And recently I saw some comments on social media that made me realize that there are a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings about the book cover design process. Yes. Um, you were sharing those with me. I was very intrigued as well, and I think it's a good time to dive right into this. So the cover design process, it's one of the, for most people, I think, it's probably one of the last stages of having your book published, right? I mean, I suppose for very artistic people, maybe they've got a cover in mind when they begin the book, and that's awesome. But for the most part, actually bringing that to reality is one of the later stages. Um, so let's talk about how that works for traditional publishing. Sarah, you're obviously going to take the reins on that. And we'll talk about how the indie publishing uh, world works in terms of cover design. So what what's it been like with trad publishing? Yeah. Um, so with trad pub, and I think this is something that I realize that some people don't know unless you go through the process yourself it like you said it is a later stage thing because typically what you do is you write the book query it get an agent get an editor all that stuff you edit it you revise all you know that million of steps to do um and then you figure out a cover once the book is finalized um but that still takes this is still a very long process and it still happens a long time before the book actually is published and that's just something that I want people to know it's not like, oh, here's the cover. We did it yesterday and we're going to throw it up on Amazon and on, you know, Barnes and Noble. That's not how that works, at least for most authors. Um, for me in the trad pub process, what happened was I think the year before. So my very first book, Faker, came out and I have it right here. Here's the cover. If you can see it, it's beautiful. Um, I love it so, so much. <laughs> but anyway, so the year before Faker was published, my editor at Berkeley Penguin Random House contacted me and said it's time to start thinking of cover concepts and what you like, what kind of aesthetic you're going for. They obviously, they're the publisher, so they get the final call about everything. So if I had thought of something that they didn't like, they were going to be the ones who were like, no, we're going we're gonna to do this instead because we're the publishers and we, we make the call about that. But thankfully, um, they decided to do an illustrated cover, which I love. I love illustrated covers for romance, contemporary romance, rom-coms. They're really cute, um, really sexy, really fun. And so what I did was I, um, because I'm not an artist, and I, if somebody asked me to design something, it would be the worst thing ever. I went through and I picked out other illustrated romance covers that I really liked as an example of the aesthetic, of the color, the color scheme, the design, all that stuff. And I gave that to my editor. They gave it to the art department and the designer. The designer came up with a concept. And thankfully, um, and this has been my experience with every single cover that I've ever had with my publisher 
as of yet, they came up with a concept that I really, really loved. Um, and obviously there were minor tweaks here and there. Like um, I think with Faker, I asked to change the color on some of the font because I thought it would look cute. Um, and Simmer Down, which is, the, if, you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is my Simmer Down cover. I, um, I thought it would be cute to have like a chili, chili sauce, sweet chili sauce and a sriracha bottle. Um, instead of, I think this started out as like ketchup and mustard condiments on there, but it, I was like, you know, sriracha and um, sweet chili sauce is more in line with um, <laughs> that romance. So little things like that, but the, the full concept was decided by the the designer and um, any any major issues or anything like that, that would have been up to the publisher to to make the final call on. Thankfully, I've always had a really positive experience. I've, I've never had a cover that I didn't like, thankfully. But that all took place like the year before these books come out. And the process of like revision and going through and changing colors, change, tweaking things here and there, like that takes weeks, sometimes months. It just depends on how intense and how complicated the revision process is going to be. Um, so, yeah, so in a nutshell, that's typically how it works in TradPub. I know with other <clears throat> with other authors, they've actually like they've sketched out their ideas if they're more like artistically inclined I'm not you would not want me to do that <laughs> but in a nutshell it's it's a very long process it's a very complicated process it's a very thought out process it's not just like oh I feel like doing this like a lot of thought and a lot of planning goes into this because you want obviously to have the most beautiful the most enticing cover ever that not only attracts readers but encapsulates the essence of your story essentially did you have the vision of Faker's cover? Like, or when you saw it, were you like, like, you know, hold up Faker again, please. Yes, this is Faker. Okay, so did you have the vision of like the bed sheet pulled up and the hat? Or when you saw it, were you just like, oh my God, I that's brilliant. That's a good question. So I did not. And I feel really bad because I was, I was the kind of author I'm like, I don't know what I want, but here are a bunch of covers that I think are really cute. Can you just make it, please? <laughs> because I I really can't stress enough how unartistic I am. Like it yes. So when so the designer of this cover, her name is Vicky Chu, and she's done all of my Berkeley Penguin Random House book covers. She's so talented, so amazing. She came up with this cover concept and she didn't read the book. Um, she, she knew the gist of it, obviously. So that's why she knows like what the character looks like, why there's a hard hat there. Um, but when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I love it. Like, I, I just thought it was so cute. I thought it was really cheeky. I thought it was kind of like adorable, but kind of also sexy. Like, so I, I guess I'm not an author who is going to have a really strong sense of what I want when it comes to cover concepts which is I think a good thing and a bad thing because there are some authors who are like oh it has to be like this and they you know they don't really understand like well it can't be like that because of this reason or this reason and really it's not your call typically it's the publisher's call yeah. and I've never been in that situation where I've had the publisher tell me like we hate your idea we can't do this because I thankfully liked every cover concept but they do let you tweak yeah right yeah they do yeah. 
Right. So it's a very, it's a very interactive process in my experience. I know not everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with anything, people have good experiences and bad experiences, obviously, but I'm really fortunate in that, like, I, it's been a very, like doing my covers for my books has been a very interactive, collaborative process. But I, I also have the awareness that like, I'm not an artist. So maybe I shouldn't be the one who's like making final judgment calls on the aesthetic or the color scheme. Like, you know, and I think it's important to have to know what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And if your strength is not cover designing, then, you know, maybe you need to like let an artist take the reins on that. That doesn't mean that your input isn't valuable or that you're not you should be part of the process because it's your book and you want it to be represented in an accurate way. But thank God I wasn't in charge of designing any of my covers because that would have been terrible. Oh, same. Yeah. Like totally same. I do not, I cannot draw. I do not have an artistic like flair in that way, you know? Um, So like, it sounds pretty, I mean, it's very similar, but also I guess just a lot more like routinized maybe is the right word doing it through the traditional publishers because, and we can talk about um, the unlikely pairings books in a second. Cause I think it's been slightly different but I can go through like for an indie publisher when it when I first decided to bring not suitable for work uh, as an indie book, um, I got in touch with I actually kind of shopped around and it had some people recommend and it might have actually been you that got me uh, connected to Avery Kingston who I had known like connected we were on this in the same world in social media but her her books or her cover design was really nice and I, I reached out to her and she's done all of the books in the anti-bell series um and if you're watching on this this on youtube while sarah's been talking i moved rooms because i figured i should probably have my books near me um i would never have pictured this right like i didn't have any kind of like sense of what i wanted um i gave her the gist of what the book was about the one thing that I knew that I wanted was I did not want faces on the book. Um, I didn't, I don't like that. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, in this book or in the shadow of this, you can see that he's got dark hair and she's got red, like a reddish auburn hair, which is, of course, in, like correct for the two characters. But you still can't see their faces. Um, and in none of the covers that I have, can you really tell who is who? And in fact, the other two are pretty much um, very more, more shadowed than this. But Avery brought this together and I got a lot of different iterations of it actually. Um, and I wonder if she would be okay with me showing someone like social media. Cause it was cool. It was such a cool process because she was showing me like, Oh, it could be like this. And of course they're all in the same like vein. There wasn't anything that was, I don't think that was out in left field, but just kind of honing it down and being like, well, I like this, but I don't like this and getting it to this like frosted, almost like a glass door, like a frosted door kind of look. And then when she did, she found like, this Nashville skyline. I was like, Oh my God, we need that on every book. I love it. Um, she also did my logo. Um, so the Auntie bell books publishing logo is a whiskey glass with lipstick, of course, which is also the publishing for uh, our, our books. Um, but yeah, she came up with this. I remember when she did off the record, I really ended up just absolutely in love with the way it's like a secret 
and you just don't see the characters at all. It's just very secretive, but you've got the microphone in the foreground. I do remember this one started really, really differently. Like you could full on see the characters. It was like a guy with like a plaid shirt. And I remember being like, this is not what I want. Because again, I don't like, I don't like faces on books. And I don't mean that like, I don't like books. With, like if your book has a face on it, I'm not going to read it. I don't mean that. Like for me personally, I don't like it. And so we did, this came through a lot of very different iterations. But then I think probably she nailed it maybe even best with nemesis like it's just perfect i don't know it's so that's like, such a beautiful cover i do, i love all your covers sky but something about nemesis like damn it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah it draws it, you it, in it nails the vibe of the story like so so well i mean the tagline of this book is she'll bring him to his knees it's exactly where he wants to be so but like it just she just, I, I remember this one came together like so easily. Like it was just like, oh, yep, that's it. That is it. But she just did. But like you were saying, like I didn't have, I, I showed her some comps of covers that I wanted and I actually didn't want an illustrated cover. But I find when I used to teach middle school um, many years ago, there were so many cool YA books, but they have like characters faces on them or like, even even like a movie person, like an actor. And I feel like that really limits a child's accessibility to it, especially if we're talking about characters of a, of a different race. So like if there's a feeling of like this book isn't for me because I'm looking at this character and they don't look like me, then like you can get lost in any story. Right. So I really like letting people like fill in the characters in their minds as much as possible and that that's about race but it's also just about your own imagination right like when I used to teach the hobbit and they'd point to the cover and they'd be like this is what Bilbo looks like I was like no it's not what do you think he looks like you know it's like this is just some sort of random drawing um but I really um I really like people to fill that in in their mind themselves and then like I remember I told her some of my favorite covers are Christina Lauren's beautiful series because it's just like a guy's mouth, but it's like a, almost like a pencil, like a line kind of look and a suit, right? Like you don't see like, like from the mouth down, like the torso and that's it. And like, it's just enough to be sexy without like, again, like spoon feeding you what, what you should feel. But I do really like illustrated covers, and I've gotten more and more into them, obviously, because we have these adorable, gorgeous babies right here. So how talk about how this one was different, I guess. Yeah, so so I you know what's funny, Sky, is I do remember you talking about how you didn't like faces on your covers. Mm -hmm. And so when we decided to start writing a book together, obviously um, we would have to figure out how to get a cover for that book at some point. And we did, we managed to make it work. I think um, you and I had a discussion because this, um, just to clarify, our um, Unlikely Pairings, Vitamin Fields, Sips and Strokes books, these are uh, self-published and be published with um, Sky's Beautiful Anti-Bell Publishing, LLC. Um, we, yes, that awesome logo. <laughs> We, I think we had a discussion, Sky, before we even like decided, okay, who's going to design our book? What do we want? We decided like, let's do an illustrated cover because we felt like at the time and even now still, those are really popular. And I think it suited the tone of our books um, really well. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say that other types of covers wouldn't have worked. I just think 
as it, as it is, I think we made the right choice on that. They're really cute. They're really like they're cute and sexy. They're cute and yeah. sexy. Rom romances, rom coms, and these covers, in my opinion, are really really cute and sexy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we. So what we did, if I remember correctly, is we um, decided that we wanted an illustrated cover for Sips and Strokes, the first book that we wrote together. We researched different artists and designers. I um, remember seeing Elle Maxwell. She is a very talented and amazing cover designer and artist. She is on social media and I saw a lot of her covers and I just thought the aesthetic was gorgeous. And I went to her website and I saw a lot of her pre-made covers and covers that she had done for um, authors like on commission and they were all gorgeous. And I remember, I think I remember I sent them to you. I'm like, oh my God, what do you think about this one? <laughs> And you were like, yeah, I think that could work. Is yeah. that how that went? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was perfect. You did the legwork on it. Elle, I mean, Elle did the art artwork, but like you connected with her. But I, it was a yes all the way. Like, again, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, it's just, it's very different than, and, and it's also different from yours, right? Like, yeah. even looking at, like, yeah, you illustrate, like, these are very clearly not the same. Yep. Quite know. different. Um, but I love that because it's, the books are all different, right? They're all unique. They have a different flavor. Unlikely Pairings is a very different, like, vibe, if you will, from either of our independent work. But it's just a really, like, they're all beautiful. And so, like, it's a really good example of the way romance covers can be really fun. Um, of course, I've done, like, a deep dive on this with um, Kelly of Boobies and Newbies. Uh, we did this, like, man, years ago. But we did, like, a whole – we went all in on, like, breaking down the different types of covers. We got a lot of – because there's so many ways to play it in a romance book. And we did kind of, like, an analysis on how people feel about reading a book with a, a, a romancy cover, right, and what – what that does to legitimize the genre or not. And people feel a type of way about like holding up, you know, a steamy cover, which is, you know, and then the ridiculousness of that compared to like, you know, you got a cover with like blood and a knife all over it. And nobody cares. It's like, but it's, it's interesting. And all of them are very unique. The process is really involved. And I think that was the kind of thing that you had seen, like on social media, it was just sort of like an assumption that like somebody would just pluck an idea and kind of like not really give a lot of thought to it. Right. Right. Yeah. Or that, um, or, and obviously we're not going to name names or call no, them, like, that's not the purpose of this. It's just, we saw this, um, issue pop up on social media recently. And we thought like, well, this is a good opportunity to address this issue because honestly, unless you are actively working in the publishing industry, either trad pub or indie pub, you're not going to know the inner workings of, the cover design process and why would you because that's not something anyone knows unless you do it yourself but um but yeah yeah along the same lines of what you were saying sky like it's so there are definitely depending on your genre that you're writing there are types of covers that you mm -hmm. see a lot like whether it's a pose or a color scheme or like a type of a style and like there's a reason for that because readers really are attracted to those kind of covers so you you keep you keep that style and that aesthetic in mind when you design individual covers and because it's, it's a proven, it's a design that's proven to work. It's proven to get readers' attentions. It's, it's proven to get a lot of likes on social media when you do like a cover reveal, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's the whole point 
of it. It's not that you're being unoriginal or that you're taking someone else's idea. It's that this is an entire aesthetic for an entire genre and people love it. And so you want to put your own spin on that or you want to put your own or you want it to match the story that you wrote. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just how cover book covers work. Like there's a reason why you see the same cover over and over again, because it's fun and it's eye catching and it depicts that particular romance trope really effectively. And people love that. Yeah, and I mean, we because we're keeping this on time, I, I don't think we have like a big deep dive into that. But there has been more and more now an acceptance, I would say, over the last couple of years since I did that thing with Kelly about illustrated covers and the steam level. Because it kind of used to be that people were like, they would pick up a book that had an adorable cover like Faker, and then Faker's steamy. And so they'd be like, oh, my God. Right. Like this idea of like if I'm holding an illustrated book cover, I'm going to be having like a sort of soft, you know, what they call a sweet romance, even though most romances are sweet, even when they're dirty. But like, (laughs) you know, and it's interesting because both of these, I mean, in both of them, there's a bit more spice on it. Like Mm -hmm. he has no clothes on, but he is also a model and she's like pulling on the tie. So. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you may actually want to watch this on YouTube this time. Um, but you or you just you just grab our books and and enjoy the covers. Um, but, yeah, there, there had been this kind of like issue about illustrated covers and the steam level. But I think more and more illustrated covers have picked up <laughs> steam, if you will. Uh, <laughs> that was a weird play. Um, and people are getting more comfortable with the idea of like, well, you know, it could be a steamy romance. Like I actually have right here, um, I'm reading Sonia Palermo's Hot Girl Summer, which is great, but it has it has an adorable co- cover. It's so like yummy, right? It's it, like you almost want to like eat the cover. It's so yummy. But the book is got a lot of really important themes in it. And it's a coming of age story and a, per- a woman growing into her own greatness. And so like, yeah, but like, you get a little bit of the sauce on there. You know, she's, she's not here to play. She's dressed in all black. Um, so I think more and more that's becoming like embraced as like, yeah, I realize this is a, a romance and I'm going to get what I get, but ratings in romance is like a whole other topic. Right. Totally. And I, and I'm glad that you brought that up sky because I do remember hearing a lot of discussion in the past, like to criticize illustrated covers for that reason, because people think that it doesn't accurately depict the steam level. But like you said, I think now, even just a few years later, people are open-minded and they're totally fine with this cute, you know, sexy illustrated cover um, being the face of a very steamy romance. And I, um, and I also want, I just want to mention, and you mentioned it a little before too, but like, one of the reasons I love illustrated covers and I, and I love any kind of romance cover. I love, you know, the naked dudes with the Mm -hmm. app, like all the, I, you know, I I love any kind of, any kind of romance cover. I love it. But like speaking as an author who comes from, um, so I'm a minority background. I'm Filipino American. A lot of cover options. If you wanted to go with like models or stock images, just don't exist. Like if you're writing about characters who aren't, white mainstream characters it's really it's a lot harder to find um models to go and be the 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 cover for your book so illustrated covers are amazing in that way because i think 
they afford um, authors from diverse backgrounds to to just have beautiful covers for their stories that accurately represent their characters and how they look. And I think for a really long time that wasn't possible. And now we're seeing more illustrated covers with characters from every background or multiple backgrounds on them. And I think that's a really, a really positive thing. And I know people like to, some people like to criticize illustrated covers for a lot of reasons, but I think that is the reason that we should really, um, we should really highlight illustrated covers because it allows um, authors to accurately depict their characters in a way that they haven't been able to before. I completely agree with that. Um, I think it's tragic that people, that we do not have enough, I mean, there are so many beautiful people in this world that it's like, how do we not have enough models representing all all types of beautiful people like that's that's tragic but like there are the models are there it's just like getting that to become a thing is we're still so slow on it so i'm really i'm really glad that illustrated covers can do that for us um but i would really like to see more like representation and modeling right like you would think by now, I mean, I was deep in the mid-aughts into the America's Next Top Model. Like that, you would think that that would be a thing that wouldn't be hard to do by this point. But, you know, slow to catch up, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, uh, that, I mean, that's a big criticism of publishing as a whole. Is It's a very antiquated in a lot of ways. As much as we love yeah. publishing books and getting our work out there, like, especially trad pub, it can be very antiquated and slow moving. And there are a lot of problems mm -hmm. in racism and sexism and bigotry and other horrible things that um, cause problems like not being able to find, you know, stock images with people of color so that you can accurately represent your cover. So then, then you do something like an illustrated cover, you know? Well, and I know that, um, Plus size is also an issue in that way. Um, it, it's harder to find the models you need when you're doing a, a book where the character isn't like, you know, stick thin. And that's an issue too, right? All bodies, all faces, like, and I mean, I think especially it's like, hello, our genre. We're like the genre where people get their happily ever after. And that includes everyone. And it's just like, come on, romance, we got to step this up. We got to step this up. Come on. I would be really interested to know what our listeners think about the whole illustrated cover steam level issue, right? Like I would be really interested to have anybody who wanted to jump in on that conversation. Like, is it like, as you know, is there a time when you feel misled? Um, because I definitely think there are some covers that are like a little so cheerful or so like cartoony that it's like, you're not really looking for a lot of banging in that, right? Yes. There's like, it's definitely a thing to be misled by a, a cover. Yeah. That does happen. Like you're like Faker is a good example of like she's under the bed sheets. She's got freshly hucked hair, right? Like, I mean, she she looks like she's having a good time. So like, you know, and like I said, I mean, Calder on ours, he's like naked, but not wearing and, clothes. Like, right. <laughs> but I have seen a few where it's like this does look almost like a kitty kind of book. Like, you know, there's, you know, so it does depend. And I would be very interested to know, are, are readers like ever blindsided by that? Or do you know if you're in the romance genre, you're getting 
whatever you're getting into is what you're getting into. I don't know. But this is interesting. Like, it is both, like, intriguing and yet also that unfortunate layer of it, right? Um, that layer where it's like, we can't, like, we just, I want to see everybody have their romance. I mean, that's basically what I do in my my personal coaching business. It's like everybody should get their happily ever after whatever that looks like for you. So the idea of like, oh, but we need to, or like we don't have enough like representation and modeling, like, come on, come on, come on romance. We can do better than this, but we are working on it. And I think it is important, the work that is being done. Right. Um, I really like the way more and more you're seeing everybody get their love story. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been interesting, and it was, in fact, great for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell, yeah, it was good for me. Thank you all so much for listening and or viewing this and watching me walk around my house a little bit. I apologize for that part if you are watching on YouTube. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review, like, subscribe, and follow us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever it is you're listening. If you haven't already read our books, they are Sips and Strokes and Vibes and Feels by Sarah Sky, Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald. And Faker, Simmer Down If You Never Come Back on Location and The Close-Up by Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter at Author Sarah Sky and on Instagram also at Author Sarah Sky. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Sky McD. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. We love to hear from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.